All right, hey guys, and welcome to the Three Drinks In podcast, episode number two hundred and fifty-three. I'm your host Vince. Over there is your host Phil. Hey, there he is. In this episode, we are talking about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. But before we get started, we want to please ask you to subscribe to the podcast on any of the streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now um, <clears throat> Amazon Music. Sorry. Uh, make sure that you leave a five-star rating and maybe even a review. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3 Drinks in Pod. You can like us on Facebook, and you can email us at 3 Drinks in Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, last of all, don't forget to check out our um, store over there at tpublic.com for all your Three Drinks in Podcast merchandising needs. Okay. Yeah, this is really episode 252 and a half. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. I mean, Why don't we just start with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Why wait? <laughs> it's, 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 it's called teasing it in the biz. Oh, let me see. Um, two fifty-two and a half. Uh, I actually sat down and watched the uh, not the whole thing. I just spent like an hour ago. Uh, I turned on the the first Black Panther because I was like, I don't recall what I like. I I know that I liked that movie, but I couldn't recall like what I had said about it. If we had done a podcast on it, I think we did. We must have. You know, we did. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Um. It really starts off really strong, that movie. Like, it's, you know, one of the, I don't know, like, not one of the better, but, like, they, they did that, they did a good, a good job of giving you a lot of backstory very, very succinctly, I thought. Like, the whole, like, here's the vibranium thing, and here's Africa, and here are these tribes. Like, it was a kind of a cool, visually interesting little montage of, like, you know, where and how we got here kind of a thing. And then it just begins with like, you know, the whole backstory from from the 90s and it wasn't, I don't know. It gave a lot of information very efficiently. I missed that. <laughs> that would have been nice. Uh the first one was good. I I thought it was a little overrated. Yeah. O- only because it was so like overblown. Where everyone was like, this is the best movie ever. It transcends every trope from all of these other ones. It's this, it's that. It's like, it, it doesn't do any of those things. But, you know, I'm not allowed to say why. So I'm just going to keep my mouth <laughs> shut. You I'm know, not going to talk about it. But yeah, but it, it wasn't any of those things. It was a better than average Marvel movie, you know, complete with horrible CGI fight at the end, you know battle tank rhinoceri running around it was it was as silly as any of the other ones um and half the time the message that people were getting was incorrect so you know everyone's like oh the villain was really good i'm like that's because the villain had the had a point but he was insane (laughs) like most bond villains so let's not start idolizing you know uh this this villain just because you like michael b jordan so among other things yeah i mean the things it did well was it it it, it was written well and that had a complex bad guy with understandable and relatable motivations and it wasn't an origin story in the traditional sense it wasn't like you know someone discovers that they have powers kind of a thing it was like somebody had to you know it was like more of a coming of age kind of tale where the guy becomes king he thinks prematurely because his father dies and um, you know, he already has the Black Panther skills. He just kind of lacks the confidence. And it's a movie about being confident in who you are and being confident about the decisions that, you know, have been made for you and the ones that, that, that you have to make. And, you know, it was, it, was, it was executed really well, you know. People did get a little bit nuts when they talked about how good it was. And so I was like... Okay, I'm glad that you all feel that way, and I'm happy to admit that that was a really good movie, and I enjoyed it. You know, right? I I remember enjoying it and thinking like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, like looking back on a lot of the Marvel films, I don't see myself rewatching many of them. I think the only one that I've gone back and rewatched happily is like Iron Man, because Iron Man is a really good movie, and. 
you know, they're not like forgettable, but they're not, they're, there's not much to chew on after the fact. It's just like, oh, this is really, you know, well executed. And it's fun to watch one, maybe twice. And that's kind of it. They don't, they don't bear too much repeating in, in a way. And they're not really designed to do that either. Mm-hmm. But, um, but this movie is different. <laughs> uh, this one, this one's different. It, it had a lot of trouble obviously because Chadwick Boseman died. <laughs> yeah. Big, and, biggest problem they had was that he died. And apparently he really kept that, you know, that, you know, his, his, his cancer a secret and they were in pre-production when, when he died and, uh, they didn't know what to do. And I don't blame them for not knowing what to do. That's hard. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if I would have made the right call. Um, I find it really strange that well, I was looking at the, the trivia for this movie and like IMDb, which, you know, who knows how accurate any of that stuff is, but it said like Chadwick Boseman's brother was like unhappy that they're like idolizing him and refused to recast and made such a big deal. And was like, you know, he, he would, he was not this, this egotistical guy. Like he would have wanted the movie to just go on. It's just a movie. It's no big deal. And I started seeing it that way before I saw that quote, but uh, then it made more sense to me even after that, where I was like, I really liked Jasmine Bozeman. He, he was very good in this role, and he obviously made it his own. Like Black Panther was a black exploitation kind of character from the 70s. He was nothing. And then all of a sudden, it, it became a big hit, you know, kind of like, like the Guardians of the Galaxy did. And, and you just sort of associate him with the role. But at the same time, <laughs> either don't have him anymore or recast him. Like this half and half thing they did here was was really rough and uh, a little overblown. Uh, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. I, you know, so like the um, the sort of opening Marvel like logo shtick that they do, where they flip through yeah, the, all, all pictures of him. Yeah, but here's the other thing: if you go back and watch the first movie on Disney Plus. They put that in that movie. Ooh, they re they re edited the thing such that like the Marvel Studios um, logo thing is that same thing from this movie. So they're yeah they're really leaning into this horde. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why they're. I, I just being cynical think that the reason they're doing that is is worse than it. They're you know he wasn't Lawrence Olivier, but. I just have a cynical view of why they're doing that. So, yeah, I think that's that's a reasonable thing to assume that, like, you know, they're they they made more out of the movie than it was, be, you know, for obvious reasons, at least obvious to us. Um, yeah. But <laughs> careful, but um, and so like when the guy dies and he dies suddenly and you know it's very sad like yeah the impulse to to sort of make that you know to continue to make the guy you know you know into a bigger deal than maybe he was in the grand scheme of things is hard to resist you know from from like a marketing point of view i guess which is again it's, it's pretty cynical so uh, yeah yeah you know. So he's not in this one. Nope, didn't make it. And um, he was missed. He it started out okay, in that he's sick in the movie. He dies from a mysterious illness. His sister can't fix him, even though she's a tech genius, and they have vibranium which can do anything and everything. And she's still unable to save him. And it sort of becomes you know how the nation copes without their king and who become you know how the family steps up without him because they lost the father too like he used to be the king and and all that stuff so his mother becomes the queen instead um and then after those first four minutes i was like (laughs) the rest of this movie really stinks oh yeah yeah and it's very hush hush talking about it but I think that's the consensus is that the movie isn't very good. And rather than dump on it, like we would with every other Marvel movie, we're just going to shrug and be like, 
that one wasn't so great. And and sort of blame it on the fact that Chadwick Boseman's not there. But, you know, who knows if he had been there, if it would have been any better. It would have been in a whole different movie. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. You know. Um, but it wasn't a good movie now. <laughs> no. No, it was not. Um, so I didn't finish it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so mad when you were texting me. I was like, what the hell? Well, well, I well, also didn't like it, but I <laughs> sat there. <laughs> I watched well, The Eternals, for God's sakes. I can sit through this. Well, listen. You're a braver man than I, Gunga Din. Um, but before we get into why I didn't finish it, why don't you catch me up? So the when when last we left our heroes, um, they had pseudo. They had definitely kidnapped the the little black genius. They definitely kind of borrowed T'Challa's sister, whose name I can't think of. Shuri, um, Shuri. She's, she's the only one I really know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> And um, they uh, did they take her to the underwater city? They t- they took her to the underwater city. The general <laughs> very abruptly is fired by the queen, who's, who's having a nervous breakdown. Okay. <laughs> I'll never forget, like <laughs> where they're like, "I had your stripped of your rank," and the other guy's like, "Whoa, hey, hey, now maybe we're being a little too hasty." And I'm thinking. Yeah, what he said. Like, this is kind of got off the rails here, lady. Like, what are we? Okay. Yeah. Um, African paradise is run by an emotionally fragile (laughs) woman. That's what you want. Yeah. There's a lot Um, of metaphors in there. (laughs) And the last thing that I remember was that they, they, they call the, um, the Namor guy to show up and, you know, after he's explained to them what he wants everyone to do, they go, we're not going to do that. He goes, well, you better not get in my way then or I'm going to kill all of you. Is that where they were talking on the beach? On the beach there, yeah. Where he was okay. just like, you know, I'm going to kill her and her and her and her and then wage war against the upper world. I'm like, wow. yeah, Okay. And then that's when I, and that's when I had to, oh, I didn't have to. That's when I left. I said, you had to? <laughs> Felt so like I had out. to. I mean, so what happened after that? Um, I, as he's telling the queen not to do anything, like don't rescue her, don't do this, don't do that. They're secretly rescuing her. <laughs> <laughs> they sent uh, T'Challa's old girlfriend who lived in Haiti at the time. She was like a spy for Wakanda. I'd forgotten all this. This was in the first movie. Yeah. She was Chadwick Boseman's girlfriend in the first movie, and she left after he got dusted by Thanos. And uh, and she never came back, even after he got sick and died. And she's like an undercover black ops agent for them. So they say, go underwater and get the girl, bring her back. And uh, she does quite easily. She like <laughs> goes, she goes down there and, and rescues them. Um, Barely an inconvenience. Barely an inconvenience. Yeah, I like that guy. Um, so they go and get her and, and Namor finds out and he decides to destroy Wakanda in retaliation. So he swims all his buddies up to like, I don't know, the river. I thought Wakanda was landlocked. It's in the middle, like the dead middle of Africa. Yeah. It's like right, right below the Congo or something. Like somehow he gets there like through a river and they trash the city and he kills the queen. Oh, he dr- he drowns the queen with like he has like water bombs and she falls in a pit and she drowns and he says i'm coming back next week get on my side <laughs> i'm coming back next week this is literally what he says like I- i'm coming back and if you don't agree with me when i come back i will level this city to the ground <laughs> so, sitting here like why does he just do it now <laughs> so they they take the time shuri becomes the queen she decides uh, a whole lot of nonsense happens. <laughs> she gets the fake flower so she can become the Black Panther. Um, she decides that she's going to take the fight to the ocean 
fight Namor and all of his people there for revenge, ignoring all the wisdom of her elders. And when they're doing that in the ocean and she beats them up, then she has like the realization that revenge won't make her any happier and that she should call it off and they form an uneasy alliance after she beats them up. And then that's, um, she decides to be the Black Panther, but not the queen. She like leaves and the big guy with the staff from the mountains, he becomes the king. Oh. Yeah. They just kind of toss that crown around left and right the whole movie then. Well, you know, I was thinking like how much harder it was to have him be the head of a sovereign nation <laughs> and the Black Panther because like, and it was in Civil like, his first appearance in Captain America, that movie, like they had to treat him differently. He can only do certain things because he was the king. Like the king can be running around doing this stuff. It's like having the captain on Star Trek leading the away team. Like, you don't want, you don't want your king doing this stuff. So this sort of frees her up to kind of go off and, and do what she wants as the Black yeah. Panther. It was kind of a process to become king, too. Like, yeah, it was like an inherited thing. But there was actually, you know, in the first movie, there's like a whole scene. I mean, that's oh, yeah. one of the and things. They, they, they sort of do that, like expecting her to be there. And she's not there. And the big guy shows up and he goes, well, she's not here. So I'll be the king. And they all kind of shrug like, they, you know, they like him. They don't care. But yeah, there was like fighting on the mountaintop and the chanting yeah. and everything. And that was one of the things I liked about that movie too was like it. There was this whole scene where that guy comes down from the mountains. is like, "Hey, we don't think you're doing a good job of this, and we, we you know, we we want to take over." And he loses the trial by combat, which of course just sets it up for later. Like, oh, just you know, it was a fairly efficient way of telling that story. Like that's how Killmonger becomes the king later. Like they. They should they they kind of set up all the rules for the their you know their their process and it, you know it just sort of makes sense for later. He had a nice cameo. He was in it. Was he? Yeah she she takes the magic potion that gives her Black Panther strength. And when you do that, you have a vision. And like in the first movie, he sees his ancestors and his father and everything on like that plane. She takes it and she sees him, and he's mm-hmm. like you know, be more like me and do what needs to be done. And don't be like your dumb brother who was too noble to do anything. You know, he like lacks strength that way. I was like, Oh, they really kept this a secret. Yeah. You know, there was, there was a, a secret kid too in the movie, right? Like T'Challa had a kid with that lady. Yeah. He had a kid with her. So the kid's like six or seven years old now. Okay. So I guess in like 10 years we can get another black Panther in there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't find that part so offensive. I was like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, it's just one of those like, oh, by the way, even though there's no what there's I, no reason to think so, this is what, you know, this is who this kid is. Yeah. What I found offensive was the crushing boredom I felt through most of the film. <laughs> so boring. It was so boring. The movie was so slow. Oh, my God. You really felt every minute of it. <laughs> just like constant exposition you know scenes that just went on and on oh my god yeah it was it was rough and so i'm sitting there and like it's been it's been kind of a hectic like you know so everyone's sick now on the east coast we all have a cold collectively and um and i still have it which is amazing to me i haven't been i haven't had a cold for this long since i was like 12 and so, you know, we, you know, my wife had it for two weeks. My daughter had it. She was, you know, home from school for a week. My son was home from school for a full week. You know, I had it. We had Thanksgiving. And it's just like, it's been a bit of a, of a month, November. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching this movie, which is so dull. And I, honest to God, like, I, I'm like, does anybody give a shit? Like, I'm looking around, like, are you all watching this with me? Like, this is terrible. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was like, you know what? I have to go to the grocery store. I have a mountain of chores I have to do in my house. Like, I have all these things. Like, I can't afford to sit here and watch this. It's just, it's not worth my time anymore. Like, 
you know, I really try to go to these movies because, you know, it's fun to talk about them and it's interesting to see what they do. But I kind of feel like we've come full circle with some of these. Like, one of my favorite, you know, memories of that TV show Entourage on on HBO was the one where Vinny gets cast as Aquaman in the Aquaman movie. And I can't tell if the show was ahead of its time or not, because in the show, the agent played by Jeremy Jeremy Piven, Ari, is really into getting his client, Vince, this role. And and he's pushing it hard. It's going to be a big thing for you. And he's like, no, I I want to make a serious film like Scarface or this or that. And, um, And he talks him into making Aquaman. And and they go to Comic-Con, which at that point was a comic book convention, which it is not anymore, I don't think. And, you know, the joke was that, you know, his brother Johnny had that that short-lived TV show like, you know, like Hercules, the Kevin Sorbo TV show. It it was called Viking Quest, and he pulls up to the... um, to the Vegas Convention Center, takes out his helmet and goes, "All right, I'm I'm here to work." And and, and Vinny goes, "I think here I'm I'm Johnny's brother, right? you know, as opposed to him being being Vinny's brother." And the whole joke was that like comic book movies weren't to be taken seriously, even if if the if the money folks were pushing them really hard. And then Iron Man came out and made a bajillion dollars and then bid the Batmans and then like it just became the thing that everyone did. This is what everyone goes to do now. They don't want real gritty movies. They want to watch these movies because they were good. And it was like for the first time you were making really solid superhero films, not just popcorn flicks. And I th- I think we've we've kind of outstayed our welcome here. And I'm looking over all the phase four Marvel movies Black Widow was terrible. Shang-Chi was okay, but we were kind of grinning on a curve considering we didn't know anything about it. The Eternals apparently was absolutely horrendous. Spider-Man No Way Home was very good, but that character still kind of lives outside of the Marvel Universe for me in a way. Because we've, you know, I'm not sure if that's like a like a... Like a if that if that makes sense to you, but like it just kind of feels like it's kind of in and kind of out, and and then do, go ahead. No, I think he's in. I just think that movie was that one was more about him, and even then, it was like, hey, remember other Spider Mans? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's so it kind of it was a crowd pleaser, but I wouldn't call it like high art or anything. No, but then Doctor Strange, I never saw because they would say it was bad. Thor was bad, and then now this. And, you know... You know don't, get me, don't get me started on all the TV shows. Yeah, and I forgot about all these TV shows, which... What is What If? I haven't even, heard, a, I haven't even heard of that. It was a cartoon they did. Oh, okay. Where um, they, they, they were like alternate universe stories for like half an hour, 20 minutes... You know, what if something happened here? How would it be different? And then it was okay. There was kind of constant, you know, no consequences to that either. I gave up after a few episodes. I was like, this is kind of dumb. Like, I didn't, I couldn't get through one episode of Loki. I watched WandaVision, but it it, it weakened and it kind of. Yeah, if I find one more person telling me WandaVision was good, I'm going to slap them. (laughs) I I liked it because it was, it, it was fun and gimmicky to see what they were doing with the show. And it was sort of clever. Um, but it wasn't that good. We were that was at the height of the pandemic. We were starved for anything. That's true. Yeah. So that's why everyone's like, "Oh, that was great." I'm like, it was not great. No, <laughs> it, it was better than Tiger King. That's a there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see Falcon nor and the Winter Soldier. I didn't see Hawkeye. Although that was supposed to be good. I watched one episode of Moon Knight, and I actually think that I that Oscar Isaac was way better than than that show, and I kind of felt like. He's being yeah. wasted here. This is I stopped yeah, I stopped watching Moon Knight and I was like, yeah, I'm fine not watching this. I think the only one that was any good was Hawkeye because it was very much a kind of shrug and like I could pass the time this way and it's passively holding my interest. Yeah. You know. But the rest of them whatever. And this is supposed to be basically the end of this phase. And 
it all feels like filler. Yeah. Because I, I saw people complaining that like this is yet another movie where they're just moving the pieces around and setting it up for the next film. And I was like, I don't see that anywhere. I don't see this doing anything. It's a three-hour meditation on this young woman's grief about the loss of her brother. But man, <laughs> it didn't have to be that long. No, it really, you could have easily chopped off an hour. I'd say, I'd say at least an hour. An hour out of this could have, I mean, like the movie didn't begin for 30 minutes. I think the problem was that without Chadwick Boseman or anybody anchoring it, there was no lead. Yeah. Ostensibly, the, his sister is supposed to be the lead, but for a good chunk of it, it's the mother. She's the lead. Yeah. It's It's, you know... Because the story is also veering off into too many places. Because it's about the sister trying to save the brother can't. And what what does she do? She has this crisis of faith, right? Her her siblings and her her ancestors all took this magic flower that made them be like Black Panther powers. And she doesn't believe any, any of that stuff. She's a very scientific way of looking at it. You know, so like at the end of the movie, when she imagines Michael B. Jordan there. She wakes up from that thinking, like, my brain went to that place. It's not the magic flower. You know, she has this this um, this problem with their faith. And then there's the part where the mother is trying to stop other countries from stealing their resources, <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole other set of problems. You know, and you have, like, the women in the Imperial Army. What do they do when they don't have anyone to protect and that they do a bad job of it? And, you know, so there was no lead. So the movie just went on and it just spiraled on into all these different things and it gets wrapped up not well at the end and it's over. And at the whole time I was like, what did we accomplish here? What was the point of this film? I don't know. <laughs> it, it was unclear, you know, the entire hour and 10 minutes I sat there. Like, why, why are we doing all this? Are we, we're saving this girl. Why? Cause she's, she, oh, can, she can do. She, you know, forgot she can, about her. I mean, <laughs> right. that I that her. was like something about that I found to be so obnoxious. And I, I really hate when a writer or a filmmaker doesn't think they need to bother to write a character. Like, she's super important for the first half of the story. There's this person who can do this thing, and she's a kid, and she goes to MIT. And she built a thing for the CIA, and that's it. She just hangs around school waiting to get kidnapped. Like, what exactly is she doing there? And she, it just, you know, she's supposed to be super street, but also like a genius. And I just, it's one of these strange things that, like, not to mention, like, the whole business with, like, the fish people. They were fish people. Why are there fish people? Like, I, yeah. you know, when we had to get like a whole backstory on them, that was literally just you know a guy talking at you for ten minutes with some cutscenes back to you know, you know, post you know post a Colombian Central America where he's you know they're they're they're, they're I just I yeah. It, was all over the damn and then julia louis dreyfus is there and why is that a thing yeah i mean i guess that's supposed to be the stuff they're talking about like the, the marvel world building stuff that has to be in there but it didn't move the story forward in any real way it there barely was a story here there was nine attempts to make a story that really were only tangentially connected to each other and none mm. of them were, were, were given enough time on screen to do anything. And so what you ended up with was seven hours worth of film that, that you had to cut down to what, you know, to a tight, you know, 243. You know, that's why I was sitting there going, you know what? I, I, I don't care about any of this. And I, and I have to get my oil changed. And so I just got up and left. I just... I don't know that I have any more interest in seeing any more of these movies. Like, I'm sure there'll be another superhero movie that comes along that I go, oh, well, that's different. Maybe I'll go check that out. But, like, I have no motivation to go see anything else Marvel-related whatsoever. 
you know. Well, there goes our podcast. Yeah, that's the end of that. Let's <laughs> we'll watch Lawrence of Arabia again. Well, I was actually just thinking that we did pretty well the last few few weeks. Like, you know, we 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 get made fun of by your friends telling us that that we hate everything. But like the last several films we we've seen, we we liked all of them. The Weird Al one, the the World War One epic, like. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. Like <laughs> we, really good movie. <laughs> we, you know, just I can't, I can't think of all of them because we've been yeah. kind of spread out here the last few months. And I saw movies you didn't see that I thought were very. The, the Banshees of Inisherin was very good. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that was a good one. So yeah, there's 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 lots of, like there, like there are other movies that are being made now, and I'm I'm kind of wondering if and see, see here's something that somebody else said to me said not to me <laughs> on a podcast that I heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were talking about, and this was a term I, I I hadn't really heard a lot recently, the sexlessness of this movie. And that word kind of stuck in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess there wasn't anything like that in this movie at all. And you know, the there were there were opportunities for characters to ha- to develop sort of uh, you know a romantic connection <laughs> if not a um a physical one and the most obvious one was be- be- between the you know the king of the underwater blue guys and um and the sister you know like wouldn't that have been interesting if they had like kind of fallen for each other a little bit in two worlds and like little bit of Romeo and Juliet there kind of for like and the person who was on the podcast was saying like this kind of just goes to show you the the fact that none of this movie is meant to be for adults and yeah that's true for all the Marvel films they're all really for kids but I watched maybe 35 minutes of the first Black Panther movie an hour ago and there were no fewer than 10 deaths. Like obvious bullet in the head deaths. Murders in some cases in that movie. And you had somebody, you know, giving somebody the middle finger and obvious sexual tension between T'Challa and his girlfriend. And, you know, like there was a lot more in that that was more mature but not so off-putting that a kid who was 13 couldn't go see this movie. You know, this movie had so little of that, and all of the fight scenes, while some of them were kind of well choreographed, like on the bridge was okay, but like, you know, everyone gets stabbed in the chest and then gets back up again. Was that ever explained? Uh, They had like, like electrical spears. No, no, on the bridge... The Grace Jones lady stabs one of the blue folks right in in the stomach. Oh, you know. And even says, explained. like, I stabbed the guy and he got up again. Yeah, they don't explain that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember thinking that, like, huh, weird. They like they like got up like zombies. That that's a weird thing. And then <laughs> it never comes up again. Never comes up again. Yeah. So like I just I don't feel the need to do this anymore. I mean I'm, I, especially if I hear it's not good. Like I was just talking to you before about Andor on Disney Plus. Everyone's saying, "Oh, you know, this is actually really good for a Star Wars TV show," you know. And then I'm like, "Oh, well, I'll I'll check that out. Fine." But like, if I'm hearing this is bad, then I'm just I'm not I'm not even going to go. Well, maybe they're wrong, and maybe there's you know, no, it's probably bad. You know, especially this one. Where it's like, well, we can't say it's bad because of you know, but it's not my favorite kind of thing and that's just the clue now they go all right we'll we'll watch and review something else at this point mm. <laughs> but um but yeah um i'm trying to think what else there is to say about this because it really just i mean I, I don't have half the movie in my head and well the whole thing with the fish people really um there was no political aspect to it either or where there was, was really, really muddled. So the first black Panther with everybody was, you know, raising a stink that 
here you have an African country that is not just advanced, but far more advanced than any other country ever has been. And they chose to be isolated and it worked very well for them, even though they ignored the plight of every other African nation around them. And, you know, or how much are you complicit in, in what happened in terms of like the slave trade and all that stuff? Um, and, it, you know, it made for an interesting thought experiment. Yeah, they just stapled Marvel movie stuff to it. And then this one also kind of tried to do that because it turns out that this other group of people has a lot of vibranium under the ocean. And they were all like, uh, you know, like Aztec Mayan type civilization, you know, like, and they like have a whole underwater city. It's basically Atlantis, but yeah. they, in the comics, if they don't have any of that background, they're just Atlantis fish people. And in this one, they, they made them um, Mayans or whatever. Okay. But then why would, you know, they have to sort of force them to be enemies in this film which doesn't make any sense. It was never thought out very well. And Namor himself, his motivations would like spin on a dime. And I'd be like, oh, they're fighting now, right? Like his first thought is I need Wakanda to go and get this machine that can detect vibranium. Find me the scientist who built this. Tell no one that I exist. Isolation is the only thing keeping us alive. <laughs> and also the vibranium. Like he forces them to do it instead and they get her and they bring her down to the ocean and what have you. And then he switches to like, you know what? That's not good enough. Now we have to destroy the planet <laughs> so that no one can, no one can find us. And he tells like Wakanda, like you have to help me or you'll be the first one that falls. And I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> Like, and they talk about it a lot at the like the second half of the movie. They're like, oh, he's going to declare on the surface world. I'm like, yeah, but why? Why would you do that? No one knows you exist. You're fine. Well, I guess this thing was like, they're going to find us eventually, so we better go after them first. I guess so. I mean, they're fish people. They, they need water. Which becomes part of the problem. That's how they defeat them at the end of the movie. Like they they trap him in a ship and they convert their ship into a thing that like will dehydrate him. Like they turn like crank up the heat. They put force fields around him so he starts drying out. Because you know, like that's why he's bare shirted the whole movie. Like he absorbs energy and oxygen through his skin. Unlike the other fish people who always have to wear a mask. Right. That's, that's why he can be out of the water. Like he's different from everybody else. Right. Because he's not blue that much that, that, that much I knew. Right. Like he doesn't turn blue at all. They turn blue when they're out of the water. So that's how she beats him. Like she dries him out a little and then she fights him on a in like the desert and he has no water. And he's like, I, I need water. And he becomes weak and she she beats him and they draw a truce. But I was like, How are they gonna conquer Kansas? Like, I don't understand this. This is because not to mention, they're both so technologically advanced that it doesn't matter what they do because yeah. they can beat they can beat anybody. And that was also interesting that, that like the because the Wakandans were arguing about what to do, and they're like, "Well, we've always just conquered everyone that's ever fought us." And they're like, "Yes, but these people also have vibranium. We are now fighting a foe for the first time ever that has the same stuff that we have." Like and the Wakandans at the end lose. It's just Shuri who beats up Namor. Like the rest of them get their butts kicked. You know, like they're they're hitting on all these ideas that just don't get fleshed out. And I was like, what is it that they're trying to tell us here? You got to pick one. Stay in your lane. Yeah, which is the overall problem for the film? Was it like they they were trying to do so much that nothing like nothing ends up being accomplished at all. It's about this, it's about that. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. We're going to stab a guy in the chest and not worry about it later on. Like, all these things just never get get fleshed out. And, it, you know, either they're forgotten or they're they're kind of hurried along, it seems, at the end there. 
and it's not a problem at the end because she beats the other guy. You know, even if they they all lose, I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it was just odd. The, the politics don't always match up. They kept teasing. Um, what's the white guy's name? <laughs> Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. He's like the one white guy that they talk to. Yeah. He's he's their like liaison on the inside because uh, he's really nice to them from the first movie. And Julia Louis Dreyfus gets him in trouble at the end of the movie, and and he's like being carted off to jail. He's in like a, you know the the back of a van, like handcuffed and stuff, because she turned on him. Um, and he gets rescued by one of the Wakandans at the end, and she makes this joke like, "Whoa, a colonizer in chains!" You know, I never see that every day. And he goes like smirk, like, "Oh, ha ha." I'm sitting here like, but you don't get to make that joke. <laughs> Every other African nation does. Sure. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't get colonized. Yeah, You guys had it pretty easy. So like it, it's, it's just so muddled in this one, especially. And yeah. you just layer on the top of all the exposition and the, the feelings and the slow motion that would just suddenly magically happen. I was like, oh, man, this is. What little action there was made no sense. So the rest of it was just such a downer. It was also pretty incomprehensible to watch. Like I found it like just like I wasn't in a great theater for this, but I couldn't see a lot of the time. Like, yeah, well, it was very dark wasn't for good. like the whole like underwater sequence. I couldn't see anything. I'm like, all right, I guess it, I guess this is pretty impressive if I were there. But I'm not. I can't see a damn thing. Yeah. It wasn't good in the first movie either. Eh. You know, I just, just got to the part where like they the, they're at the casino in South Korea and they're gonna like, do the, the whole car chase thing. That I recall was okay. Not great. But yeah, this was like that's that's the one scene. Just couldn't see a thing. Yeah. So and the whole uh that young girl from MIT's subplot. Whoa. Get out of here. Yeah, I was I was just pissed by that. Well, what they're doing, and they do this in comic books, is that when you have a character get you know retired and moved on, they just get a replacement character. So they, you know, the Hawkeye show was all about getting a new Hawkeye, the young girl who can also do everything he can do. And you have uh, the new Captain America, Sam Wilson. And this girl is the new Iron Man. She's been in the comics for a little while now. But it doesn't it doesn't work as well as it does in a comic book. You know, like you're just suddenly telling me that this girl can just do everything else that he could do, only younger and smarter. Yeah, she's a Mary Sue for like and for no reason. And her thing her thing wasn't explained either. Did she know she was building an enormous machine for the CIA? No, I have no idea. I don't think they mentioned that. They don't they don't explain any of that. Like the, where did like, she get a laboratory in a giant warehouse out, outside of Boston? Like it just Well, she says like like my uncle builds cars, he lets me use all this junk. But I was like, yeah, but the and she said like I'm been, I've been building an Iron Man machine. It's been taking me years to finish. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That stuff's hard to come by. <laughs> but like the machine is the size of a of a woodshed <laughs> that's been used in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Like, how does she know to build that? Like, it doesn't get mentioned. No, I don't know. I just thought it was odd. Like, she just felt so shoehorned in there. And in the last fight scene, she has her own like Iron Man suit. She like helps the Wakandans, and I swear to God, she looks like a Power Ranger. It's the worst looking suit. <laughs> She has this dumb cartoony mask on. I was like, oh my God, Jesus. She looks awful in this outfit. What's I, her I, name? Ironheart? Are, yeah, they call her Ironheart in the in the comics. And it's like they just did like the first CGI rendering and they were like, yeah, good enough. It's fine. <laughs> we don't have to put like details on it or anything. Oh gosh, she looked terrible. I kind of giggled. Is it? The red thing here? It's the it's like yeah, it's like red and silver and it had like blue eyes. Like I'm trying to find a picture of it. It's hard it's hard because the uh um 
you know, like some of these things they don't publish. But yeah, the that that's a Power Ranger. All right, that's what that is. Because they have like the the toy of her. Yeah, that that's what I'm looking at is the toy. Yeah, it looked like that. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I'm thinking it can't be that bad. This is a toy. Yeah, they oh, look like that. And they don't man. even let her keep it at the end. Like they take her home back to Boston. They're like, this is all Wakandan stuff, so we have to keep it here. It's <laughs> like, oh, she can't even keep it. That sucks. So. Uh, was there a was there a stinger at the end? Uh, I don't think so. You know what? I actually didn't stay either. <laughs> I watched the mid credit scene and I was like, I'm good. That's enough. So what? what all right. So what? What was the uh, the the mid credit scene? That was the one with where she finds out that child had a son. Oh, I see. I yeah, I didn't know where that fell into the whole thing. Gotcha. Because they mentioned that she had she got pregnant before he got dusted by Thanos. So, and five years a five year gap when everyone was missing. So the kid would be six or seven because there was like another year after he died. Huh. I I appreciate that that they always keep that in there. Some other reviewer was like, you know, the part of the Marvel machine was that they have to acknowledge that Thanos was around. And I'm like, you should acknowledge that Thanos was around. <laughs> he turned the universe upside down for five years. Yeah, no, that th- they know? have done that. That's the one thing they do well is that they they build this ridiculously long situation that they never let you forget. And Sometimes it can be a bit redundant, but sometimes it's important to realize like the motivation for all these different things. Like the Daredevil um, show, when that first came out, which wasn't really connected to Disney at that point, it, you know, half the stuff that went on there was about rebuilding from the Battle of New York and the first Spider-Man movie. The villain's entire motivation was that he loses, you know, a contract to help rebuild the city after that the, that attack and then, you know, confiscates all this alien technology that he can then profit from. Like, yeah, it serves as, you know, the jumping off point for a lot of stories and a lot of, you know, character motivations, and it's good. You know, like, you can't ignore that crap. Well, I don't think you should. Like, I, I think that really helps because it, you, you know, you're rewarding the people that paid attention, you know, and you've also put like the ready-made conflict and problems in there as it is, yeah. you know, what what do you do when half the people, half the population disappears? And they talked a lot about it in like the TV shows, like on WandaVision, they talked a lot about it. Um, Hawkeye got a couple of mentions where like, Half the people disappeared. Okay. What about all the half of the people that disappeared that were like doctors and scientists and like important people that did things? We're not talking about your garbage man here. Like it's he's no important to too, man. everybody. You know, but... if it's a garbage man, you know, but I don't have to worry about the nuclear power plant shutting down and obliterating half the map because my garbage man disappeared. Like that's difficult to deal with. So, like, how does that work? And you know, to sit there and shrug and be like, it doesn't matter, would be a real betrayal of anything you're trying to do. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it's that's important. I wish, you know, I, I wish I could say there was something I really liked about it, but I like walked out of there with a big shrug, like, oh, that's a thing I watched. I do kind of give them credit for, even though we, we, we made a big deal about, like, what do you do with the role of the black Panther and, um, but the idea that like they didn't try to just recast it or they didn't try to, you know, find another handsome, good looking man to do it, that they made it a bit of a, you know, you know, between the queen and the general. And I can't think of her name again. Shuri. Shuri. Shari. Shari. Shuri. 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 Sure. Um, how like it was them trying to muddle through the process and figure it out like that was a good decision it was executed abominably it was really terrible because they couldn't decide one story to tell with these three characters and you can certainly have a movie 
that has more than one central character to it, but it really should be in service of something and like trying to get the story to a certain point and you never were sure what that was. Like if the whole point is that she's supposed to become the new Black Panther, but they're going to rethink their civilization and their government structure a little bit more such that the Black Panther isn't running around and is also the leader of the whole country. Like, fine, but go there with it. Don't spend time doing that and then getting distracted by the Iron Heart Lady and then, you know, like, it, 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 pick one story to tell. They picked four. Yeah, yeah. And they couldn't tell any of them. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Swing and a miss. <laughs> so, so, better luck next time. Yeah. So the next big one is Ant Man. Yeah, I saw a trailer for Ant Man. I don't care. You know, they're saying that like now the next phase, whatever that is, will be more towards the bigger Avengers team up things. And I was like, okay, like. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine. And kids like it and they're going to make money, but it's not good anymore. It's just, it's what it is. You know, they could, they could win me back, but they've got a lot of work to do, I guess. Yeah. I I took one look at the, at the hitman thing. I'm like, no, I'm not. No. Hmm. There's a whole other realm in that's super tiny. And Michelle Pfeiffer is there. And I don't, I don't care. Not at all. Bully for them. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, if you'd like to go online and tell us why we're wrong about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, you could let us know on Twitter or Instagram at Three Drinks in Pod on both. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can email us at Three Drinks in Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Music and subscribe, leave ratings and reviews. Buy merchandise over at tpublic.com. Is that it? That's it. That's it. All right. As always, please drink responsibly, and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.